One of the biggest things I want to stress to you is time blocking is a tool. It is not a script. And like I said, I was so hesitant to jump into it, but it is incredible how much it will liberate your time and you actually still can trust your intuition. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get into it. So we recently got a question from someone in our community, and they asked us to talk about time blocking. They said that time blocking feels really structured and stiff to them, and they wanted an explanation of how to do it, why you do it, the benefits of time blocking. And so we thought we would go ahead and do an entire episode where we gave a full overview of what is time blocking and how to get started with it. Yeah. So when we think about time blocking, um, we were all talking before we started recording just about how this is a tool we come back to again and again. And even though we can totally understand how it feels stiff and structured, it's something that flows so well in our lives and really helps us to make that continual progress both towards big goals, but also not getting behind on the day-to-day stuff. And so we were so excited to talk about it because like I said, it's a tool that we love that we come back to all the time. And it really liberates our time so that we can get organized around our greatest priorities. That's what I love about it. it when you first hear about it, again, it feels kind of like a like you're scripting your day or creating a straitjacket for your time. But in reality, you're liberating your time so you can tell your time what to do. Exactly. So let's talk about the how. Um, if you have our planner or our free printable, um, you will see that a big part of the day page is this time blocking section. So the first thing you want to do when you are looking at that time blocking section is to write down your hours. We left it blank on purpose because some people are morning people and they start their day early. Some people start their day late. So whenever you wake up or whenever you consider the start of your day, that's when you want to begin your time block. And then just write in the hours from there. So for me, our morning rhythm carries the first part of our day. So even though I get up earlier, I like to start my time blocker at 8 a.m. So I do it from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And those are the hours that I focus on, the hours that I am going to time block. So yours can be whatever you need it to be. Um, So you fill in those hours. And then the next thing that you want to do is you want to start with the things that happen at specific times that are pretty consistent. Um, For a lot of us, these are meal times. If you have kids, nap times or bedtimes, if you have a commute, or if the specific day you're looking at, you have a meeting or an appointment, those inflexible things, you want to write those in first. And we consider those to be anchors because you're going to fit in the rest of the things that you're time blocking around those anchors. So you start by writing in those times. So I always do the meals next and sort of our rest time rhythm and my kids' bedtime. And what's nice is that as you get into this rhythm, them, it starts to trigger the next step. So I write in our meal times, and then I think, what am I going to make for dinner? Do I need to pull anything out of the freezer? And so it enables you to really think about your day and start to picture how is it going to look? How am I going to move through my day? And then the next thing that you want to do is to 
look at your top three targets um, and you want to make sure that those fit into your day somewhere because you've written them down. They're the things that you have said. These are the three things that have to happen today. So you have to make sure that they have a place in your day. When are you going to um, execute them? And then you might also be thinking about smaller tasks when you want to batch those together or any errands. So you're kind of working with these different puzzle pieces and you're looking at your day in a visual way and saying, how am I going to fit in these different puzzle pieces that I have to do today. The way that this stays flexible is that, again, you're working with these different buckets of time. And so I was talking to a friend recently and she has a five-month-old and everyone who has a five-month-old knows that while there are some days that are very predictable, there are some days that are very unpredictable. And so she was talking like, how can I get things done? You know, if I'm trying to work during her nap, but I don't know how long she might nap or if she'll go down, you know, exactly when she normally does or a half hour later. And so I was encouraging her, okay, when you think about, you know, your little girl's nap time and you're thinking through it in the morning, write down that list of things that you are hoping to get done during her nap time and write it down in order of most important to least important. And as soon as she falls asleep, you have that list right there waiting for you. This is my nap time list. And you know what? If she doesn't fall asleep in the morning, then you know why that list didn't get done. And so maybe you try again during her next nap time or you know you continue with the flexibility there. So you have this time blocked. You're expecting to get these things done at certain times, but it also enables you to pivot and move if you have to adjust and get something done at a later time. Now, remember that the goal of this is not to cram your day as full as possible. That's not the goal of time blocking. The goal of time blocking is to have a realistic picture of your day so that you can make sure that the things that are most important happen, and then you move out from there. Um, And we've all had those days where you're like, oh my word, I not only got my top three targets done, but I knocked out that big thing that's been on my mind for forever, and I did this and this and this, because all of the pieces work together. Mm-hmm. We've all also had those days where you went, I barely got my top three targets done. Or you have that thought of, you know, I'm going to have to move one of those to tomorrow. But when you go back and you look, okay, this is how the day went. I had planned on this, but then, you know, I got a call from this friend and we had to go pick them up because they had car trouble. And you know, by looking at that time blocker, you know, what happened or what didn't happen that enabled you to um, get your goals done or maybe you know, made it a little tricky and you're going to have to adjust or move something to tomorrow. Now, if you are brand new to time blocking, the best thing that you can do is to start by writing down what actually happened. So at the end of the day to go back and pencil in, this happened at this time, this happened then, you know, I was really productive in the morning, but my energy slumped in the afternoon and do that practice of penciling in what you did for a couple of days. Now, if you're familiar with our quick start planning, um, you are that method, um, which was actually the first episode in this season, we'll link it in our show notes, then you're already familiar with this concept. But this is such a great way if you're brand new to time blocking to start time blocking in a realistic way. When you do that exercise for a couple days, it gives you a lot of insight, again, to what are those anchors? What are those things that happen consistently? When do they happen? And you can build your time blocking in a way that is very realistic to your life and how you are actually living it right now. So again, if you're brand new, that is the best way to start is to go back, pencil in what you did, find those consistent things, and to start build your days from those points out. Right. So part of the question asked was, what 
what are the benefits of time blocking? And a lot of the things Clary said show obvious benefits, but I had a few points that I wanted to mention specifically because I was one of those people who are hesitant at first, feeling like I don't want to be in a straitjacket. I don't really want to, you know, put down my hours or be accountable to these specific things. It just felt kind of rigid and it was kind of um, intimidating at first, but honestly, there are so many benefits. I am a huge believer in time blocking at this point. One of which being seeing the context of your day. I cannot stress to you how incredible and how much progress you can make by seeing the context of your day. When you write down what you've done, when you write down some of the things you plan to do, you can see whether or not you're giving yourself enough time to um, move throughout the day and it actually be a flexible move from one thing to another, or whether or not you're allotting enough mental um, space for a certain activity, or whether or not you're asking too much out of your children when you have to go from, you know, grocery shopping to maybe a dinner out with friends, you can have this context that helps you to make really intelligent decisions about what you are going to do and how your day is going to be set up. You benefit from planning realistically in so many different areas. We just have like these huge lofty visions and ideas, and I'm sure I can get it done. But when you write it down in these lines and you see the segments of time and the amount of time it could take up, you are being very realistic with the hours that you have every single day to work with. And it's crazy how many like 30 minute pockets will just pop up in times that you can utilize when you weren't realizing you would even have that margin, but then it's there and it's allowing another benefit, which is a peaceful transition. There is nothing like giving yourself enough time to have peaceful transitions between nap time and Mm -hmm. play time and dinners and getting dressed to go to the store or waking up and everybody not feeling rushed or feeling that tension. The peace that comes with margin is just absolutely necessary for a very smooth rhythm to be formed. And also, you are training your working memory to focus and get organized around your top priorities. We've talked in that previous episode that Clary had mentioned about training your working memory. How important it is to have a working memory around your day-to-day life, I cannot stress to you enough. Because you do at the beginning, when you're learning repetition and you're actually practicing these steps over and over, you're relying a lot on your planner and referencing it over and over. But when you're training your working memory, you will find that there are large portions of time where you're not even having to reference your planner, days even, where you're able to know what your priorities are, what your top targets are, and you can go throughout the day and it be a seamless rhythm and a peaceful day without having to 100% keep walking back to your planner and figuring out, okay, what was supposed to happen in this hour? Because you are training your working memory. And we want you to be able to do this in an intuitive way and we want to give you all of the tools that you need to have the space to follow through on your priorities and craft the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. And jumping off of what Macaulay was saying about having the space for everything that you want, a huge breakthrough for me came whenever I realized that I could time block my week and not just my day and that I could create themes for each day of my week. So instead of trying to cram in all of the ideals that I have for the week into one day and being like, oh, you know, in my week, I need to homeschool and keep my house clean and get a bunch of work projects done and go and see friends and, you know, go out with my husband, spend time with him and trying to cram all of that into one day and then doing the next day exactly the same to hit all of those points 
that was really overwhelming trying to do that and trying to create a perfect routine that would hit every priority that I had in life all in one day. Whenever I realized that Macaulay did it completely differently, she had a theme for each day. And when I saw her do that, I looked at her week schedule and came up with a theme for each day of my week as well. So on Monday and Tuesday are my big work push days. And I really focus on getting work projects done. And I also make sure that we are getting uh, through important lessons in our homeschooling as well. And so it's just a very structured, focused, get things done two days there. And then on Wednesday, I put homeschooling a bit more on the casual and laid back side. And I don't schedule a whole lot of work on Wednesday. That way I can clean the house and maybe do a Walmart pickup. And on Thursday, I know that I have an appointment um, in the city. And so I have my kids watched by my mom. And I know that's a whole day out of the house where I can go and take care of my appointment. I might can run extra big errands like running to Costco. And I can really make progress on big goals because I have space to go sit down in a coffee shop and get a lot of deep work done. And then on Friday, I have that as kind of a margin day. I mean, I've had a whole day with the kids being babysat. And so um, that's a day where I really connect with them. And lately, we've been um, actually going on adventures with my mom. And that's been really fun. But I know, okay, Friday's like our connection day, our field trip day, our adventure day. Or it can be a day where we just kick back and chill and really connect with each other, just kind of what we need for that week. And then on Saturday, my husband is off of work. And so we're able to kind of divide the day and get things done that we want to and shift between mommy time and daddy time, or we can go out as a family. We can just use that day however we need to as well. And But just knowing that I have each one of those days available and I have a theme for each one means that I can take tasks that make sense for each day and categorize them into that day automatically. It's like those days become buckets. And so I'm not wondering, when will I get to get this deep work done? I know that on Thursday, I'm going to be alone at a coffee shop. And so I can just put that task to that day. You can also use your annual looking at your month calendar to do this as well. Look at the overview of your month and say, okay, we're going out of town in the third week. So if I want to get this project at home done and you know, I want to make sure there's enough space between when we're leaving and going out of town and actually wrapping up that project, you can actually map out your entire month that way and time block your month. Again, this is liberating your time for your time to go to the things that matter most to you instead of it just happening and flowing by default, you're actually able to look at your weeks in context of the rest of your month, the rest of your quarter, that holiday that is coming up and be very realistic with the things you're trying to tackle. But circling again to when you are using your time blocker on your day page and you are looking at one day, I wanted to reiterate one of the most helpful ways to get started with time blocking is to know what your three top targets are for the day. And like Clary said, you'd already written down the framework for your day, those inflexible things that are going to happen, whether they're meals or commutes to work or maybe a meeting or an appointment that you have that day. And that's your framework. But then within that framework, take each of your top targets and say, when will I get this task done? Okay, when will I get this task done? An example would be if I had a couple of blog posts to 
copy edit. That might be one top target. I have a meeting. That's another top target. And I need to deep clean my kitchen. That's another top target. If those were my three top targets for the day, I would ask, okay, looking at the framework for my day, I might need to capitalize on the hours before the kids wake up to knock out copy editing those blog posts and getting them sent off. And then I might need to use nap time to, you know, maybe cover something that's in my day already, like a reading lesson with my daughter. And then while she's working at her reading lesson, I'm deeply cleaning the kitchen at the same time. And so I can see that I can maximize my son's nap time for that. And then I can know that maybe I have a meeting in the evening while daddy's putting the kids to bed. I can get in and go to that meeting, but I also know that I need 30 minutes to prepare and get ready for that meeting as well. And I can have that blocked out in my time. And when we, we can flex our dinner and bedtime routines around that as well. And so it really liberates my time, my day to work for me and helping me accomplish these three top targets that are critical for moving the needle forward on my goals. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I want to stress to you is time blocking is a tool. It is not a script. And like I said, I was so hesitant to jump into it, but it is incredible how much it will liberate your time and you actually still can trust your intuition. So you have this framework and you have all of the non-negotiables written down and then you have your top targets added in there. But when things are changing throughout the day and you can see a kid's a little fussier, so they need to go to bed a little earlier, you're able to pivot and still trust The intuition that you have about your rhythm and about how your day should look and just slowly shift things, make note on your time blocker about it so that you can continue to refine that rhythm and keep going with making the lifestyle that you actually want and that suits your life the best. And I think what all of this brings is just a great sense of peace because when you have oriented your time, both in your day and in your week and in your month, which takes some practice, but when they are oriented around the things that really matter most to you, it gives you a great sense of peace because if you have a big work project, you know what day that can fall into and you don't have to be stressed about it when you're trying to you know, clean your house or hang out with your kiddos because that task has a place to go. And the same thing is when you're working on work, you don't have to think, oh my gosh, like I should have vacuumed or that room hasn't been mopped in six months. Um, because you have a place that that can fall in your you know week or in your day. And so it really does, it's liberating because it brings all this peace because everything that is important to you has a place. It's very similar to like when you get your bedroom in order and suddenly there's not just like clothes falling out and these random things everywhere because everything has a place to go. And it's just a matter of continually putting the things in the place where they go. That's exactly what time blocking does for you is just enables you to have that sense of peace because everything that is important to you has a place in your life. Exactly. And a key to time blocking, especially in the beginning, is making sure you're allotting enough margin. Shelby talks about maybe with transitions to have about 30 minutes, especially when you're starting out and really trying to get in the groove of all of this. With that extra margin, you will slowly be able to weed down how much it is in between each transition. But at first, it'll just give you that stress-free way of forming a rhythm that's actually, you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you're seeing the progress and everybody is um, doing 
doing it in such a positive and uplifting and happy, peaceful way, you can use that as motivation and fuel to just keep pushing forward, which helps you form a more life-giving rhythm. Learning how to time block in an effective way that is organized around your actual goals for your life, the lifestyle that you're trying to craft that is motivated by your personal goals, that is a whole process. And we know that you guys have big goals. That's a big part of why you're so excited about intentional living. And so when we created the Rooted Goals Workbook, we have an entire section in there that helps you take your big goals and break them down into small tasks that you can make progress on in your day-to-day life and will help you to see how to turn your big goals and translate them into daily choices. And time blocking is a big part of that. The workbook shows you step-by-step how to time block effectively and create a weak rhythm that will make space for your goals, how to turn your goals into top targets that you tackle in the day-to-day, and how to insert those top targets into the flow of your day so that you can organize your day around the important tasks that you need to do to make progress on your goals. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are ready to download the Rooted Goals workbook, you can find the link for that in our show notes and have access to it today.